0: Hey Jen, want to talk about finding your inner lover girl?
1: That seems quite personal.
0: Great. Today we're going to discuss the difference between mom mode and lover girl and how we wives can learn to better balance both of these roles. Let's do it. to the Intimate Covenant Podcast, where we believe the Bible and great married sex both belong on your kitchen table. That's right, we're talking about holy, covenant-bound, intimate relationships with hot sex.
1: We're Matt and Jen, founders of Intimate Covenant. We offer biblical teaching and resources to help married couples achieve a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life. For more information, visit our website, IntimateCovenant.com.
0: Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this recording. It's a beautiful Saturday morning in Houston. All right, who are we kidding? Wait,
1: wait, wait. It's the end of July outside of Houston, Texas. It's
0: deathly hot outside and (laughs) humid uh, in Houston, but we're still having a great weekend. I mean,
1: out. From our window, the blue sky looks pretty. It looks gorgeous. So we'll go with that. From
0: from the comfort of an air-conditioned room. We are praising
1: God for air conditioning these days in Houston, Texas. But hey, it's not raining every day like it had been, so we'll go with that. (laughs) All right, so today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, mom mode and lover girl. Um, I have used the phrase lover girl multiple times on this podcast, but today I thought it'd be really good to... Dive into really what all this encompasses. What am I meaning when I'm saying "lover girl"? Um, so this will, this should be a good one, right, Matt? <laughs> yeah,
0: and I, I think let's let's clarify. Just because you're not a mom doesn't mean that this podcast doesn't apply to you.
1: Absolutely, uh, it, Our...
0: it's really geared towards all wives. Right. We're going to use terms like "mom mode" and "lover girl," but understand that. Uh, those terms apply to you as a wife, whether you have children or not, and Absolutely. obviously we'll explain more about that. But also, husbands, it is essential. For you to understand the dynamics of the struggle that your wife has yes. in being both a lover and a caregiver.
1: Yes, yes. Husbands, so
0: you, you have to listen.
1: You don't get off the hook this episode, no. husbands. This is really important one for yeah. you to listen to. You,
0: you too. need to learn how to empathize with your wife and, and her roles uh, so that you can learn to love her better.
1: Right. So, so Jen, I, what
0: is the difference between mom mode and... Lover girl, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the best way to really first start explaining this is to set up a scenario. And for those of you who are our podcast listeners, you'll recognize this coming from a previous episode that we did. Um, at least it's similar. So here, here's what it looks like. Say that it's six thirty p.m. and you're in the kitchen, exhaustedly trying to figure out what's for dinner. And you have two kids that are in the background fighting, and the babies crying, and then there's that one precious child that's in the kitchen with you trying to help, which really means that they're right underneath your foot, causing you to constantly stumble over them. And you're thinking, man, it's been a really long day, and you're really kind of guiltily looking forward to Bedtime when there are no more little people about. Um, But you know that before you can make it to bedtime, there's so much that has to happen because you have to survive dinner. You have to survive the dishes and the evening playtime and the bath time and the story time and maybe the evening feed time with the baby. And then finally, bedtime can come. So that's where you're at. And then your husband walks in the door from work, and he sees the chaos chaos reigning all around, and with a big old smile on his face and seemingly not a care in the world, he walks into the kitchen, gives you a nice little love pat on your hiney, leans down and nuzzles into your neck with little kisses and whispers of how hot you look, and in your ear whispers something like, hey, you want to do it later on? you're instantly exasperated as you sigh and you roll your eyes and you push his hands aside and you pick up the crying baby and you plop her into his arms and you attach the sweet little helper child to his legs and you promptly direct them all out of the kitchen. Can you imagine that with me?
0: I I don't don't even know what you're talking about. Uh,
1: I have PTSD just replaying this quote unquote imaginary
0: scenario. <laughs> did that ever happen <laughs> in
1: our oh, lives? No, no? No, I didn't write that from real life experience at all. Yeah, I did. Oh, but hey Matt, what if 2 weeks later you're on vacation, which means no kids, no kids. and no responsibilities. You have left the cares of your everyday life behind. It is just you and your hubby with endless time to spare. And say that as you're getting ready to go out to dinner, your hubby walks up behind you and gives you a little love pat on your hiney. And he leans down and he nuzzles your neck with kisses and whispers of how beautiful you are and suggestions of what's to come later that night. And your reaction this time? Well, let's just say It's different. It's different. Well, it's different. We'll leave it there. So, what's happening here, right? This is the scenario that's helped painting our picture. Yes. Because this is the same two people, right? It's the same woman. It's similar actions. And it
0: could even be the same words.
1: It could be the same words, but man, completely different results. And while the difference certainly lies in the context and in the circumstances, it's also how she perceives her role in the moment. Mm. And that's where I really want to go with this. Because the first part of our scenario, she is in mom mode. Yeah. And the second part, she's in lover girl. So let's kind of dive into the differences and that. And like Matt said earlier, when I say mom mode, that's the phrase I'm going to use. But it's, it's really it doesn't matter whether you're an actual mom or not. Most women have a part of their brain that becomes goes into mom mode because this is your caregiver role. This is when you are focused on meeting needs of others, and you're capable of meeting lots and lots of lots of needs simultaneously. Yeah, well, not,
0: not only capable, but you're—it's demanded upon you as, as a woman, uh, especially as a mom, but certainly as a woman in general.
1: Right, you're—you're you're concerned with the logistics and the plans, and you're. As such, constantly reading your an environment to anticipate the needs. So you're not just concerned with current needs, but you're also thinking five steps ahead, right? right. What What are the coming needs? And, and
0: this caregiver role is not just a societal construct. No. This is how you're wired Absolutely. as a woman. You are programmed to seek out and search and find the needs that need to be taken care of. And you assign those needs often to yourself.
1: Yeah, right. And and so your brain in this mode, at, when you're on, in mom mode, your brain is constantly on alert. And frankly, this is Even when you're sleeping, (laughs) this is why so many women have a hard time sleeping. Yeah,
0: or why you're not sleeping. Or why
1: you're not sleeping, and it's why you can hear the baby making noises when your husband doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that's mom mode. That is caregiver role. But then there's the other part of us. That is lover girl. This is the lover inside of us. It's our romantic role. And the difference between lover girl and mom mode is astounding because really, lover girl is all about self. Mm -hmm. She is focused on pleasure. Now, not just for herself, although that's important, but she's also focused on providing pleasure for her beloved. But it's not just a to-do list item. It is about the experience and enjoyment Mm -hmm. for herself Mm -hmm. and her beloved. Lover Girl feels herself deserving of receiving pleasure Mm. and enjoying giving pleasure. Yes. And so, Lover Girl is relaxed. She has a quiet brain versus a brain with 50,000 tabs open. Yes. (laughs) Um, It's it's really when you're in lover girl mode you're in a simmering state of arousal meaning you have tapped into your willingness. Now I think it's important to note it doesn't mean that your body has come on board necessarily. It yeah. doesn't mean that there is actually arousal. She doesn't
0: right. She doesn't necessarily just suddenly develop spontaneous arousal. No.
1: No, but there's a simmering state of willingness. Yes. That. She's
0: much closer to that point. She is she's willing even yeah. if she's not necessarily Uh, you know, directly wanting sex, she is much closer to willing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And frankly, Lover Girl most likes to come out and play when she's miles and miles and miles away from everyday life, especially the kiddos. Yes. If kiddos are a part of her life and lover girl particularly enjoys relaxing beautiful hotel rooms <laughs>
0: <laughs> where somebody else makes the bed and somebody else cleans up the mess.
1: Right. Yes. So this is the two parts, right? And and really I think I've loved when I first kind of really read about and developed this terminology of mom mode and lover girl I loved being able to better understand the two parts that exist within me, mm-hmm. and and to honor both because mom mode is essential. Oh yeah, it's you not can't like just one is get rid, rid of right. mom mode um, because it's it's mom mode that that takes care of the health and well being of the family or those that she is surrounded by, and yes. like you said, Matt we were made to be nurturers. This isn't a social construct. This is who we were made to be.
0: I mean, we see that from creation, that that's the role that women were made to fill. That's the the role that God placed her in, uh, in the garden, even after the fall. It's the role that He placed her in is in this role of relational um, uh, building and and nurturing, taking care of each other.
1: Right, and we read um, in Paul's instructions to Titus, in, in the epistle of Titus, you know, the, the women are, are told to be the homemaker, and that, that doesn't mean just being within four walls all day long, and taking care of the physical needs of that. Being a homemaker means making and managing all that it takes to provide for your family, no matter how many people are or aren't within those walls. And it's providing for your family on a physical level, yes, but also, and maybe more importantly, on an emotional and spiritual level. It's about being in touch with the well-being of your whole self when it comes to you and your family, yeah, and, and women
0: are always so in. I shouldn't say always, but women are so much more likely to be in tune, yeah, with what everybody needs,
1: right, um, right.
0: Kids, husband, what everybody needs—physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, moms just. And yeah. women just tend to see that better.
1: Right. And so, praise God that women have mom mode, right? I'm <laughs> glad I have a... Keeps um, people um, that's right. fed and dressed and... <laughs> I'm
0: certainly grateful for the mom mode that lives in our house. Absolutely.
1: Yes. But where we really get into trouble is when we let mom mode come into our bedroom with our beloved. Mm. Because mom mode in the bedroom looks like this. It is interacting with your beloved as in He has a need, quote unquote, that you must meet. That he is an item on the day's to-do list. Yeah. And mom mode in the bedroom means that your brain is still on alert. You're still scanning your environment for what you need to be doing yeah, the, or have failed to the do. The laundry
0: in the corner, the, mm-hmm. the bills stacking up on the dresser.
1: The, the children that may or may not make noise if yep. children are part of it. So mom mode in the bedroom means your your brain stays on that alert status. And what that means is that it actually blocks you from being able to detach from all those other needs. And it it's literally prohibiting you from tapping in your arousal. Well, right. So mom mode in the bedroom means lover girl cannot cannot be in
0: the bedroom. Well, right. Because anxiety, I mean, in a basic sense, anxiety is the antithesis of arousal. You cannot tap into sexual arousal if there is anxiety. Right. And when mom mode is constantly... Um, attuned to all of the needs for everyone else, that is a place for anxiety. And that's what prevents the arousal from occurring.
1: Absolutely. So the big question then is, well, what do you do about that? Is it possible for Lover Girl and Mom Mode to coexist within Mm. me? Does Lover Girl get doomed to only come out in hotel rooms occasionally? (laughs) (laughs) Or is Lover Girl only for special date nights? Mm. And I'm gonna say no, it is possible for both lover girl and mom mode to coexist within you. And it's even possible to learn to transition from one to the other within your own home so that mom mode remains out in the living room and kitchen lover girl is who gets to come into the bedroom. And lover girl even
0: can come out of the bedroom at times as well, I think. She can.
1: That's exactly right. right. I was going to go there, too. So it is possible to coexist. And after the break, let's talk about how to balance mom mode and lover girl and what husbands can do to help with this. Hey, Matt. You know what they say. Friends don't let friends miss the Intimate Covenant marriage retreat.
0: Exactly. I hear this all the time. That's why we're offering special incentives for couples who refer their friends. Like what? Well, for starters, any couple that refers a friend will have priority reserved seating for the special concert and for the informative sessions. So, you can choose where you want to sit. In the front for the best views or in the back so you can make out during the lectures.
1: And I'll have something very special prepared for the gift backs. If you refer a friend, you'll get upgraded exclusive swag. Even if you haven't registered yet, It's not too late to get in on the action and refer a friend for these incentives.
0: This is going to be a very special weekend, and even more special if you bring your friends. So register today at IntimateCovenant.com backslash retreat. Okay, so, we're talking about mom mode and lover girl. And <laughs> as you were explaining all this, Jen, I was starting to get a little bit concerned that uh, there was going to be no way for us to ever see lover girl uh, outside of hotel rooms. But yeah. you promised uh, <laughs> that this doesn't have to be the case. And right. I'm sure all of our listeners, husbands and wives, are anxiously awaiting <laughs> to learn how do we get lover girl to come out during the day. In yeah the, not
1: the, not just be destined not, for hotel not rooms. just
0: locked in a hotel room that's
1: right right so and i think this is this is exactly what we need to talk about now is how we balance mom mode and lover girl and so the first thing i'm going to say is that you actually take your cue from your husband hmm. because he is capable of seeing you As both, right? Think about our scenario. That's why he can walk in the door, see the chaos unfolding, maybe even see like spit up all over you. But you know, and all of the other stuff. But he also
0: sees, you know, your skirt lift when you bend over.
1: Uh, Yeah, and and he
0: he also sees how you know attractive that you are. He sees you doing your thing, and that that's what you know brings up that arousal in him.
1: Right. Right. He sees you as sexy in the midst of it all. Yes. So, he sees both roles. And so, really what that means is instead of getting irritated at his ability to see both, be thankful. Now, that's a huge shift.
0: That's a big mind shift. That is
1: a big mind shift. And I'm not just giving you all that advice out of nowhere. That's a shift I've had to learn how to make myself. So, I get it when I'm saying that and you're going... Oh, that sounds hard <laughs> because it is hard to be in mom mode and not see him as just another need.
0: Cause your, your reaction is when he comes up and puts his hand on your butt, your first reaction is to slap it away.
1: Absolutely. Cause that's
0: not a need I can meet right now.
1: Absolutely. And so where you've got to go with that is that when you are in mom mode amongst everything else in your life, see his advances to you, as a compliment. And and within that, then, don't confuse His offer with a demand. Right. He is not coming to you with another need. Rather, He is offering you a reminder that there is a lover girl within you that He desires, Mm. and frankly, that you need to remember exists. And so, say, thank you for remembering that I am more than a caregiver. Mm. And thank you for thinking of this right now. And then pass off the screaming child. (laughs) And maybe even throw in a little wink and a remembrance of the beauty of lover girl within you. And so you first have to hold the truth that both coexist within you. And then you have to be willing to be thankful when he reminds you. Yes. And frankly, when you make that shift in your mind, it just makes the chaos a little bit more manageable. Well,
0: yeah, sure. Because
1: now you know this is not all that I am.
0: Well, it changes things internally for her. But I'll also say that if you remind him that you are his lover and you acknowledge that bid for connection with him, he will be so much more willing to help.
1: Ah, we're going to get into that more in just a minute about what he can do. But that's a great tip, too. And, and overall, what you need to know is that you want him to see you as both. Because if oh, he stops to. seeing you as both of these, your rom- romantic relationship is dead. And you're going to simply end up being co-parents and roommates.
0: If you constantly discourage him from seeing love or girl, he'll just stop knocking.
1: Right, right. And so you need to know that Lover Girl is in there, but you need him to know that Lover Girl is in there. So so see both and, and be thankful for his reminder that both exist. And then I think the other important thing is that you've got to learn to keep mom mode out of your bedroom. And by this, I mean, give yourself permission for Lover Girl to exist out of your bedroom and in your everyday life. And so what does that look like? Well, that means you got to own your identity as a lover, with a capital L, (laughs) lover. (laughs) You have to see yourself as a romantic, erotic, and passionate woman. And let me just say here, women, this has nothing to do with your body shape, with your Skin coloring, your hair coloring, your eye coloring, all the things that we think define us as a lover girl, all those things you're picturing in your mind, have nothing to do with what you look like and everything to do with how you view yourself.
0: It's It's about confidence.
1: It's all about confidence. And so own that identity. Make that who you are. Whether you really feel like you are or aren't lover girl, claim that. Well, yeah.
0: You ask yourself, how would lover girl respond in this situation? Right. And do it. And there's so
1: much power in that. Like like when professional athletes are training, one of the first things that they do is teach them to view themselves as a professional athlete. Because your mental um, ability to claim something just vastly affects then how you view yourself and then the physical acts that come out of that. So claim yourself, claim your identity as lover. And then when when you do that, then that allows you to even more look for sexual cues within your day. And what I mean by that is you have to allow your mind to tap in to being lover girl. And one of the things that lover girl does is she allows herself to engage in sexual fantasy while performing ordinary tasks of the day. Now, we've done a whole episode on fantasy, so go back and look that up to get even more information about that. But what I mean by that is picturing yourself and your beloved enjoying your sexual relationship with one another. Create scenarios in your mind or relive things that have happened, but dwell on the beauty of your sexual connection with your beloved is exactly that. That's exactly how you tap into lover girl. Yeah. You remember her as existing, right?
0: And you can do this no matter how many kids are around, <laughs> no matter what you're doing at the time—folding laundry, washing the dishes, um, driving, running yeah. errands. Yeah. Just the the goal though is to connect something ordinary with this. Um, thought process.
1: Absolutely. So make a laundry folding time all about fantasy time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag laundry folding time. It'll make <laughs> it a little bit more fun, right? And and really what I kind of want to really emphasize to to moms especially is you are not a better mom because you are always, quote, on duty. Mm. And I, I say this because this is how I used to think and feel myself. So I... I hear you. My heart's with you. But I want you to know that being always on duty just makes you an exhausted mom. Right. That doesn't make you a better mom. Right. In fact, you're, you're not a better mom or, or you are a better mom when you don't lose your identity and when you're willing to see yourself as more than just a mom. So, y- it makes you a better mom to allow yourself to also be lover girl. Yeah,
0: because you can tap into then those places of play and relaxation and pleasure. That makes you much less stressed, much less likely to be snapping at the kids or or angry or bitter. Uh, It helps you see your role and put it in perspective.
1: Right. Absolutely. And I think another way we make sure to keep mom mode out of our bedroom is by keeping the kids out of the bedroom. Oh, what a concept. Right? Now, don't send me the hate meal. Again, I get it. I had four babies. There is a time frame where that small little baby might need to be right next to you. That's fine, but that's a season. It is a short season. And frankly, you all have amazing monitors where you can watch and listen to that little baby or that toddler, especially, when they're Out of your bedroom. Yes. And speaking of monitors, turn the monitor off when it's time to enjoy time with your husband. It's okay to turn that monitor off for a little bit so that your mom mode brain doesn't stay engaged. You know, learn to turn that off. but. Here's the big thing the the premise of all of that is that you have to know you cannot put your marriage and your remote romantic relationship on hold during the years of raising children and then expect that your marriage will be healthy on the other side. No, I mean,
0: that, that may be the time in your relationship where your romantic relationship is most important. Right. Uh, is, is when you have kids. It, it just helps balance that whole time period out. It gives you a, a place to find uh, an escape from yeah. all of the burden of raising kids.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, that kind of taps in, Matt, to just learning to see the, the benefits of sex for your own self. You, know, you as a wife. Yeah. You as a wife, right. This is how we keep mom mode out of this is by by recognizing that you need love or girl.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, you know, Satan and society and even the church, I think, has really done a, a huge disservice in promoting the lie that sex is for men.
1: Absolutely. And, and that's just not true, you know? And so, you have to see that sex provides a benefit for your own so- so- self. Can't talk. I mean, frankly... There is no better source of stress relief than oxytocin flowing through your brain. If you've had a really stressful day, that is the exact time that you need to uh, have a sexual connection. Yeah. It doesn't
0: feel like it in the you know in the middle of the kitchen with fourteen things happening at the same time. It doesn't feel like sex is the right answer for that. Um, right. But uh, in in many cases, it can be absolutely and, and, it, and it could be
1: right. And so see that that sex means something for your own self, that it is not just an item on a to-do list. It's not just about your husband. It is full of amazing benefits for you. It's an
0: escape. It's a place to look for escape from all of those obligations. It's a way to go on a vacation even (laughs) when you're stuck at home.
1: Right, right. And within that escape is the beauty of the connection with your husband, which that's what you need to survive yes. the years of all you, of the little. You littles. really
0: want him to be connected to you, and that's that's one way that you can help foster that connection.
1: And, and again, this applies for women that don't have little children, too. That mm-hmm. y- You still have to learn to see sex for the benefit of you, even if there aren't, there aren't little people on the other side right. of your door, right?
0: Not that you have sex just so that your husband will help out with the kids. No. But that is a benefit.
1: Yeah, right. I Uh, It's the way this relationship works really well. And then I think you also need to learn to recognize that there's a transition that happens between mom mode and lover girl. And so we have to learn how to make that transition and and be intentional about that transition. Um, And so I think there's a couple of things that go with that. Number one, you have to recognize kind of who you are as a person. So are you an intrinsic processor or an extrinsic processor? And I know big words that I don't ever say very well, but here's what that means. Do you need quiet time to transition from mom mode to lover girl? Do you need some quiet time? Do you need a bath? Do you need just to read your book for a few minutes? You know, are there, are there, is there a way, I mean, do you need in your brain some time to just Quiet down the mom mode and tap into Lover Girl. Or do you need something to kind of fill that transition time? Do you need focused conversation? Do you need some activity? Other other
0: than four year old kids. Other
1: than four year old like focused conversation with your Beloved, <laughs> that's right. Do you need some activity between the two of you? Do play, does playing games help you set aside mom mode and tap into lover girl? Does getting a massage do that for you? So you first have to really figure out what do you need. Where where how do you do this transition for yourself? Now be careful that, especially for uh, the quieter, the intrinsic processors. Don't fall asleep during your transition <laughs> period. It, so. it
0: can be a two-hour transition. Where no. you, you know where you'd fall asleep. No, although sometimes a nap is a nice way to transition as that well. That is
1: very true. That's right. Recognize the power of a, a good nap. Lover girl likes to be rested. Yes. So yeah, um, and so I think that's really important: is to be intentional about moving from one role to the next and know what you need. And know what you need. That's exactly right. And. You know, um, and I think also then the, the last thing I would say is really that you've got to learn to not treat your husband as a child demanding your attention. You can't view your husband as just an item on the to-do list. Now, whether or not he presents himself or that as that or not, we'll get to in just a second. But That's I true. first need to really emphasize that if you don't want mom mode in the bedroom, then don't Approach your husband as if he always needs you to be in mom mode. Yeah,
0: you just can't, you can't see him as a need.
1: Absolutely.
0: That said, husbands, you can help this.
1: Absolutely.
0: You, first of all, you, you don't want to be a need yeah. and you need to stop presenting yourself as a need. Yes. The, the word, one of the worst things you can say to your, your busy wife is I need you. Oh, yeah. Sexually or otherwise.
1: I understand why husbands say that because they think that's a bid for connection when really all that is doing is just adding him to the to-do oh, list. Oh, I, I
0: get it because husbands, you you would love for your spouse to say, I need you in a sexual way. Mm-hmm. But that's not how your wife's brain works. Mm-mm. When you present yourself as a need, you've just added yourself to the list of anxiety causing uh, obligations that she has. Right. You don't want to be viewed as a need. Stop saying that you need your spouse sexually or otherwise. Right. What you, what you want to do is present yourself as a place of escape. Yes. An offer for a place to relax, an offer for a place of pleasure. Right. Um, that's what you want to present yourself as.
1: Right. You need to recognize that a phrase like yawana really is going to come across as, you want to also take care of this obligation in my pants? <laughs> yeah. Not sexy. <laughs> That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> now, now, one way you can help her see you as a place of escape is if you actually offer to help her get done the things that she needs to get done. Right. If you have a bunch of kids running around, you need to come home from work and not go straight to play your video game. You need to go straight to help get the things done that need to get done so that she can transition
1: right. You are not off work, and she is still yeah. on yeah. work. It yes. is not her job to manage the chaos of y'all's life twenty four seven that's yeah. not fair yeah
0: if she's paying bills, you need to not be off in your shop, you know doing your own thing in your man cave or whatever right uh, you you need to be involved in the ongoing. Uh, business of taking care of your lives and managing all of your responsibilities, whatever they are
1: right uh, so you have to transition yourself from whatever it is you fill your day with to earn a living to what are the things I need to do in our home life that are my responsibilities too don 't put yes. that all on her it's just not. because it 's past five p m
0: or just because that 's somehow or or you know even if you 've agreed that that 's her job. Uh, it's still your job to be her support. Right. That's what you signed up for. That's Being married is not having a personal assistant available to you to do all of those things that you don't want to do.
1: Right. So, so Matt, instead of a you wanna comment, what would you recommend a husband say?
0: Well, I, I think, I mean, one great offer is, you know, how how can I help with dinner? How can I help with getting the kids in bed so that we can enjoy the rest of our evening relaxing and enjoying one another right you know again stop stop presenting yourself as a need and present yourself as a place of escape Um, then then she'll come running uh, and she'll be much more inclined to want to take that up with you if you're not another need, but if you're a place where she can escape all of those needs that she has otherwise. Right. Uh, Because Lover Girl is only going to exist in an environment that is safe. That's why it's so easy for Lover Girl to come out on vacation or in a hotel room because that's a safe place from obligation. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's also a safe place in that she has the security from you to know that you're trustworthy.
1: Right. And I think we referred to this in episode 47 when we were going through talking with our friends about sex, Mm -hmm. but you know, that, that applies across the board that she needs the security to know that you are trustworthy in all aspects of your life. She,
0: she needs to know, and and she's not going to feel that you're trustworthy if you spent the evening criticizing her Mm -hmm. or you've, been demeaning or all that she or gets just, or all ahead. that she gets from you is sarcasm instead yeah. of meaningful responses
1: or just attached yeah i mean again holding yourself up in your man cave or playing your video games or working in your your workshop doesn't do anything to attach yourself to her or show right. her now does that mean that you can't have leisure time no but don't do it in a way that that cuts her out.
0: Yeah. Stop you know? escaping from your wife Yeah, and, and learn how to attach to her in a meaningful way. Right. Uh, that will make her much more inclined to attach to you. Right. Um, and, you know, also non-sexual touch is very important. If the only time you ever touch your spouse is because you want to have sex with her, she's going to learn to resent your Absolutely. touches. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I, and I think that's a big point, Matt, is, you know, she has to... You have to be able and willing to touch one another outside of the bedroom to to recognize the power of, of being together. Yeah.
0: And, and husbands, maybe some of the most important ad- advice that you can give her is to keep reminding her that lover girl exists. Yeah. Keep reminding her. Keep encouraging her. Keep telling her how beautiful she is. Keep telling her how much she means to you. Keep praising her and thanking her for all that she does. Um, She needs to know that she's more than just a wiper of bottoms. Yes. (laughs) She needs to know that she's more than just a finder of your lost things. Right. She needs to know that she's more than a schedule manager, that she's more than a taxi cab driver. And and, uh, she needs to know that she's more than all of those millions of other things that she is doing on a day-to-day basis. Right. You need her to know that she is also a lover. Yeah. Keep reminding her of that. Even when you get rejected, keep reminding her of that.
1: All right. So that's mom mode versus lover girl. Hopefully we've brought some clarity to why I always use the phrase lover girl, what <laughs> I mean by that. Um, and hopefully we've really helped wives just think about how to transition between what those two roles are and really how to transition between the two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So wrapping this up, most wives struggle to find balance between their roles as caregivers and lovers. But a wife can learn to be both, even at the same time. Wives can access lover girl mode more easily when they begin to actively look for sexual cues, when they learn to harness their husband's sexual energy, and when they begin to see the benefits of sex for themselves. And husbands, you can help by offering and providing a safe place of retreat from the constant demands on your wife rather than presenting yourself as just another need.
1: All right, now it's time to grab your spouse and your Bible and head to your kitchen table to have the conversation about how the roles of lover girl and mom mode play out in your marriage. What are steps you can both take to make sure Lover Girl doesn't just exist on vacations, but is also a part of your daily life?
0: Thanks for listening, and thanks for all your support. Until next time, keep striving, and don't settle. Thank you for listening. If you have something to add, we would invite your feedback, questions, and suggestions via our email, podcast at intimatecovenant.com. To submit anonymous questions and feedback, visit our website, IntimateCovenant.com backslash podcast. Click on the button, contact the podcast for an anonymous submission form.
1: In addition to this podcast, Intimate Covenant offers group Bible studies, private couples coaching, premarital counseling, weekend seminars, and an annual marriage retreat. We would love to continue the conversation about God's plan for intimate marriage and holy sexuality with you and your friends.
0: If you're interested in bringing us to your church or small group, please contact us, podcast, at IntimateCovenant.com. May God continue to bless your marriage.